You're listening to the Counting Lights Podcast with Chris Dimity and Dan Danzy. Counting Lights Podcast, where comedy and wrestling lock up. And we're back with the Counting Lights Podcast. What's and going on and I'm I'm back. Uh, hey, Dan's back. Everybody. Hey, I, I listened <laughs> to uh, uh, those episodes that you, Nigel, and Brittany put oh, out. Yes. By the way, thank you so much, Nigel and Brittany, for stepping in for me. It's pretty cool that that you need two people to step in for Dan Danzig. Um, but oh, you Dan, said we love you. You you explained my situation poorly and said I wasn't a tough guy. Well, Dan, you come on. You, you're, you're you're not a tough guy. They you're, cut open you're, my you're, gums and extracted. Uh, they went to the back and they extracted a root in the back of my mouth. They couldn't see the back of my mouth. They barely got the root out, but they couldn't stitch it up. Oh, damn. So I just had open stitches in the back of my mouth, just open wound. Dude, and then in the front. oral surgery. And then the front, yeah, because I'm not a tough guy. So I'm going to explain the surgery. <laughs> and then in the front, my decaying tooth ended up being like the strongest tooth my dentist has ever pulled. So the back thing took five minutes, but this front tooth took an hour. Dan had to get a tooth pulled. It wasn't just, pu- it wasn't pulled. It was cut open the gum, twist uh, the some bitch until it, and it wouldn't come out. And it finally came out, they stitched it up, and I'm on, like, so many painkillers and, oh, amoxi- really? and amoxicillin to keep from getting infected. And you want to get, you want to put me on blast <laughs> on, on our Dan. own podcast and say Come I'm on. not a tough guy. Okay, Dan. I'm Dan, not a tough guy. guy. Thank you're you. You're a tough guy, Dan. Thank you. Dan's a tough guy. Thank you. Everybody. And now I have new teeth, uh, and, and, and I look great. I look great. And Dan's getting new headshots this week. And getting so. new headshots this week. Yeah. I was about to insult wrestling fans for a second. I'd be like, yeah, new teeth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. Y'all wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. It's not like that now. I'm kidding. Well, no, it still is. It still is. Some of the people I argue with on Facebook about wrestling, I go to their profile pictures. I'm like, that's who I'm arguing with so, so right that's there. a direct reflection. Dan is arguing with people on Facebook. I am. About wrestling. About wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't do politics. I just do wrestling. Because it's hilarious. Because how, how mad you can make people, you know. God, I can't imagine. Like, listen, I was in the business for a long, long time. And, you know, you... I just like I, I can't imagine. By the way, we're coming. We're coming at you at the Chop Shop uh, Sports Bar. Oh, yeah, that's why we got the. Yeah, we picked. I don't know if you guys can hear the music in the background, but we're uh, we're uh, we're on location. We had wings and cheese steak, yeah, and we were so, like, oh, let's not go yeah, back we, to my apartment. Let's yeah, just record here. A couple a couple weeks ago, we came out and had lunch and discussed uh, what's going on with the podcast, and uh, mm-hmm. we kind of fell in love with the place. It's yeah, not too and far the bartender's a wrestler. We yeah, learned that holy, today. Holy shit! No, that shit. was a small that, world. Well, yeah, we have a, we have a female wrestler as our bartender. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool, you know. But no, uh, arguing on Facebook, I've noticed something about today's wrestling fan. What's that? So in there, there's a little bit of naivety with wrestling fans of each era, and right. I think in your era, it was the wrestling fans who couldn't accept that it was fake. Right. And today, I think the naive wrestling fan is the wrestling fan that can't accept it's bad. Well, and I'm not saying all pro wrestling is bad. I'm saying WWE is bad, and they can't accept it. 
to the point when an alternative opens up, like Impact or AEW or something, right. they see it as competition. When Vince McMahon doesn't even see it as competition, they and they just trash it without even watching it. Well, they definitely have uh, pick sides. Mm. You know, there's uh, there's there's the uh, and maybe the Attitude Era caused that. Maybe the Monday Night Wars caused that well, or something. You know, but here's the deal: the piece, the people that. Uh, were, uh, were kids in the Attitude area are now in their thirties. Mm-hmm. Just That's like mean. you. That's right. me. Exactly. But like, I'm not. I'm not like. I was watching WWE. Then AEW came around. I was getting tired of WWE and what it was producing right. every week. I found an alternative. That's like, hey, this kind of. It's kind of has more of the wrestling that I like and the right. slow burn storytelling, mm-hmm. you know, and new faces, new characters I hadn't seen sure. before, you know. So I went with that because I just felt like I was being insulted while I watched WWE. Right. I just felt like it was like uh, before AEW came around. I mean, look what they did to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, that you know, he was getting cleared for every concussion, but the WWE doctor wouldn't let him wrestle, and it was just very evident that they didn't want him to be the guy. Right. You know, and they were just. That whole Vince McMahon attitude of you're going to root for this guy because I tell you to yeah. was just starting to annoy me, mm. you know. But wrestling fans today will be like, oh, no, this is AEW's garbage, WWE's great, blah, blah, blah. And it's not. Well, you've picked, <clears throat> excuse me, you've picked sides on the on the whole debate. I mean, but I've picked a side from a logical standpoint, not. It's your logical standpoint. No, it's a logical standpoint because we're all in this because we love wrestling. How could you watch WWE right now and consider that wrestling? They don't even consider it wrestling. It's considered sports entertainment. Right. The last time WWE was wrestling was 2012. <laughs> That's honest to God's truth. Now it's sports entertainment. Well, it's been sports entertainment since uh, I think it's been sports entertainment for a whole for a, a long time. But uh, you know, and but it's it's still. I mean, it's still a different art form than what we oh, yeah. did. You know, I mean, I appreciate listen, the art yeah. form. I don't like the writing as well. <laughs> right. Well, there's where your problem lies. Yeah. Your problem lies in that um, creating angles. Mm-hmm. Um, and creating storylines and creating a end game or yeah. a, what we used to call the blow off. The blow off. Um, you you don't have to you don't have to uh, write every single thing for these talented individuals. No. If, if they're the, if they are entertainers and they're not just wrestlers. Yeah. Then you should uh, give them the ability to uh, have their opinion. And uh, and have a um, an angle where they want it to go. Like they should have an input in where the the angles are headed. Yeah, um, and that's what I like about AEW. They do give the wrestler or entertainer, whatever you want to call them, they do sure. give them, let them have that input. You know, WWE, they'll have a great character. They'll build it up really well, and then that character just fucking loses to Randy Orton or something, and kills the momentum. Yeah, they're th- what they're, you know what they're thinking is that they're they're throwing a curveball into the program, and what no. they're doing what they're doing is 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 they're blowing pissing off dancing. They're, blow, they're, they're, yeah, they're blowing off a program that could go a different direction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, look at the angles that were in the '80s, and now we're talking about WWE. So let's just look at the WWE angles. 
So one of the best angles that they did in WWE history was the angles between when when Gold Dust became the artist formerly known as no, Gold Dust and came it. out in lingerie See, with Luna Vachon. Yeah, it's horrible. It was brilliant. Um, How did they think of that? So <laughs> the 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 one of the angles that was one of the biggest in the late 80s was the angle between uh, Hogan and Savage. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was great. The the Mega Powers. Sure. And the collapse of the Mega Powers. Exactly. And Miss Elizabeth. So they were playing a long game there. That mm-hmm. was a, God, year-long program. Right? Yeah. So when uh, when they would when they would get into a program like that, and, then, and I know I constantly use the reflection of what happened in World Class because mm-hmm. that was, you know, that was the, the group that I was involved with. <clears throat> uh, the... The, the the angle that that turned Chris Adams heel and teamed him up with gorgeous Gina Hernandez was played in such a long game because Chris was a babyface, mm-hmm. Gina was already involved with World Class, um, and teaming up with Jake Roberts yeah. in World Class, and Chris was still a babyface, and <clears throat> this was a Gary Hart idea. Yeah. Gary Hart. This is the Gary Hart podcast. Well, and it's, well it should be because like well, he's a great guy. No, I get it's, it. No, no, but he's, it's a, he's a good guy. <laughs> You're gonna make more people hate you on this podcast. Probably. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give. You hurt him. I don't give a shit. You hurt him. Write him and tell him. Oh, I, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, um, when 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 Chris was trying to. Uh, Kind of start to run for a world title shot, yeah. And Gary starts. Gary Hart started managing him. Still a babyface. Mm-hmm. Gary Hart was doing nothing but managing. But the end game was eventually they were going to turn him heel because the Freebirds were gone, and the Von Erichs needed somebody to. Yeah, they needed with, something. Right? Yeah. So when that situation started, and they completely turned Chris heel. Mm-hmm. And teamed him up with Gino. Now, di- was there a the Miss Elizabeth there. type figure, or this wasn't just no, the exact same storyline? No, this was just definitely not. Okay, um, this was just the same type the of buildup. W- yeah, the point was is when they were they were building really true heels mm-hmm. to uh, have the Von Erich guys has have somebody to to battle with. Yeah, and when he turned heel, at that point. Him and Gino knew that they were good for at least a year. Mm-hmm. They, that that angle was they were playing the long game, and they were going to go so that, that it angle. could so, so that it could make money for right. a year. Yeah, and that was the whole point was to draw. So yeah. when when Hogan and Savage did it, I mean, I mean Vince they, knew he was going to make money. They did the they did the right thing. Yeah, they, they knew did, they were going to make they money. They knew their angles where they were going, and then you know, and, and then constantly they would they would do. Sh- that's when the, the short angles started. Like, he would do a short angle with Boss Man. He would do a short angle with King Kong Bundy. He would do a short angle with... Uh, just uh, something th- just uh, for the month. Yeah. yeah. Um, he would do a, a little bit of a run with Earthquake. He, I mean, he faced his co-star from a movie. Uh, what was uh, that? Zeus. Zeus. Yeah. yeah. No holes barred. No business being in that ring. No as well. business. 
<laughs> God rest his soul. But they don't do things like that anymore. Yeah, because it seems like because they because they have people writing this shit that have never been in the wrestling business. Yeah, you television know, writers. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys from fucking Harvard that got fucking degrees writing. You know. That's why situation I comedies. So and, and that's exactly why I can. I can throw my opinion out there that, no, it's not as good as it used to be. I'm going to find an alternative. Right. Oh, the alternative is wrestling. That's sports entertainment, what these right. people online are defending. I don't mind if you defend it, if you enjoy it. But don't say the alternative's trash because you fucking take your kids out to the arena and the smiles on their face and all that shit. Like, remember when you were a kid, what was the most awesome part about wrestling? The most awesome part about wrestling, for me at least was that real-life war that was going on. There's not a war going on right now. I don't give a shit. No. If you think WWE is better. Yeah, Vince is not not afraid of AEW. I remember I was a huge WCW fan, but I still thought Stone Cold was cool. You know? I never trashed WWF. Right. I I just liked WCW. WCW had Sting. WWF didn't. Right. And no one thinks like that anymore. Everybody's just like... So what they'll do is... and here's the here's the big thing that irritates me. So someone gets someone's on WWE, right? And, and and they go, oh, he's being wasted, right? Okay, so that same guy gets released, goes to AEW. That same fan that said that about that town goes to the AEW comment section. Oh, they're just signing old washed up WWE guys. Hold on, dude. Two months ago, you said they were wasting that guy. Oh, but now he's a washed up WWE guy. See what I mean? It's just this blind loyalty. So what 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 you're telling me is it's Coke Coke and Pepsi. It's Coke and Pepsi. So there's there's a lot of people out there that won't drink anything but Pepsi. Yeah. But but, the, there, but the there people, are people people that, that drink Coke don't go well, well Pepsi is shit. No right? no the people that are drinking the Coke are complaining about the Coke, right? <laughs> now we're talking about Coke. No, I'm just saying they're drinking the Coke and they're complaining about it, and someone's like. Hey, we got Pepsi. Fuck you, I drink Coke. Well, you were just complaining about the Coke. Right. You know? Right. I mean, if we want to take this to cocaine and weed, we can take it to cocaine and weed. I see what you're saying. Right. But that's what a WWE fan is nowadays. Well, it sounds like... And then uh, they stalk the wrestlers, and they fucking (laughs) go over to their house and shit. That happens? Uh, That's what Sonya Deville... Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose were attacked in Florida from this fucking stalker. Alexa Bliss had to delete her Twitter for a little bit because some guy's mad that she's with Ryan Cabrera because he swears they're married. Like, this brings out fucking... WWE brings out fucking crazy people. (laughs) I'll agree with you on that. And those are the same people I'm arguing with in comment sections. Oh, Jesus. So So, what happened with the comment section this week? Oh, um... Yeah, Samoa Joe got released. Right. And then, well, they told the press... Well, he wasn't medically cleared. Because what had happened with Samoa Joe was like a year and a half ago. Maybe Didn't they have him as a, a color commentator? Yeah, they had him as a commentator, but he had a concussion. So they Daniel Bryan'd him. They just kept him on the shelf, made him a commentator, whatever. Well, you're going to tell the press he's not medically cleared. So I commented, well, this means nothing, because Daniel Bryan had 10-plus doctors clear him, and the WWE doctor wouldn't do it. Right. That... People started talking shit. And I was like, what I'm saying is fact. The WWE doctor is like, you can look it up. He, it's legally documented that he's incompetent from the CM Punk lawsuit. 
Well, he works for the WWE. He works for the WWE, but he's also an incompetent doctor. Uh, and it's all in a legal case. Well, when you work for one person, that's like having a company doctor mm-hmm. that can tell you whether you're healthy enough. <laughs> His method was just giving everybody a Z-Pack, according to the CM Punk lawsuit. Right. That was, what, that was 10 years ago, wasn't it? Um, Seven. Yeah. Well, they sued CM Punk, and CM Punk ended up winning because CM Punk could provide everything that he said as proof, text messages, emails. And yeah, it came out that this WWE doctor, who still works for the company, is incompetent. What do you think, there? if if you were a person uh, like a doctor that worked for one company, and you would probably make the decision that the company wanted you to make, correct? Probably. Yeah. I just don't know why we're playing with people's lives here. Yeah, it's we're a, playing with people's wallets, li- and we're playing with their health. It's a little creepy. It is, it's especially a, when it's just sports entertainment. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, so, what's your prediction about Samoa Joe? Oh, absolutely. AEW by July fourteenth, when his uh, no complete cause is up, he'll be in AEW. What's he got up? three-month no-compete? Yeah, 90-day no-complete yeah. clause. Yeah, for all the releases. And that's another thing. They released Mickey James, who they could have just put in a Hall of Fame, given a Legends contract. Could have just done that. Right. I think she deserves it. I think anybody listening can agree that Mickey James deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. They released the Iconics. Um, Chelsea Green, who was like a... Everybody's saying that was a mistake. I've never seen Chelsea Green wrestle yeah, is before. Is it fucked up that other than Samoan Joe, I have no idea who any of these people are? Uh, you know, you you tuned out. Just uh, I <laughs> guess I time. guess you tuned out on Samoa like after Samoa Joe's rookie like, year. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I mean, I knew about him in the Independence. I mean, he was working mm-hmm. when I was still work. He was working in the Independence. Oh yeah, when I was so, still yeah. No, Samoa Joe's been doing it a so, while. Yeah. I remember when uh, Samoa Joe and CM Punk's. Uh, Ring of Honor contracts were going out, and it was just the big new who's going where. And Samoa Joe went to TNA, and Punk went to WWE. Um, Is Samoan Joe, the only Samoan that's, that's not, not in, in that fucking Offa family? Family. Yeah. family. No, he's not. <laughs> and you know, I think that was part of it. I was think I think that's part of why he didn't go anywhere. Well, it definitely. I mean, it's definitely those kind of politics uh, happen. Mm-hmm. In, in Dude, that family's got tape on McMahon. They got something. They got videotape of McMahon well, they doing something. They definitely produce fucking athletes. They do, but I mean, come on now. It's just Roman's not that good, and, you know, I'm just saying. Well, I'm impressed with the direction they're taking Roman Reigns right now. I mean, yeah, it needs Paul Heyman. Everything's better when you put Paul Heyman with it. Everybody has to understand, I'm not invested in this. I'm Mm. not invested. But I'm getting him invested slowly. I've got a fucking life. I've got things that I would rather no, be doing. No, you don't. You're sitting with me. You're sitting here with me at the Chop Shop Sports Bar. Well, <laughs> this is something I want to do. We chowed down carbs. <laughs> I did eat We carbs. went and talked to a dog that's out in the patio that we still don't know who belongs to. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> There's just this dog out there. Uh, we're going to end up on Who Gives a Shit channel. Your your podcast partner just had teeth pulled, and now he's oh, got missing what, that teeth. That was two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, but I'm just saying, you don't have a life. Don't pretend you do. <laughs> well, I have other things that are more important to me than sitting in front of the television and fucking watching fake fighting. Uh, says the guy who fake fought most of his life. And it was important to me back then. Uh, how dare you turn your back on the business? I'm not, like this. I haven't turned my back on the business. You it's just like called it fake the, fighting. In sir. fact, you know, I mean, the business like 
it comes to a point where you have I to make a decision. I just can't believe you called it fake fighting. I can't believe it. All right. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. It is artistic brawling, sir. <laughs> that's a fuck, That's another fucking phrase. It's, a, it's an artistic yeah, brawl. Well, let's just call it what Vince calls it. No, Vince calls it putting smiles on faces. That's all he'll call Vince it. Vince calls it how much money can I make before I die. Yeah, right. I don't understand. You're going to put smiles on faces but have Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker and end the streak. Really? That's going to put oh, smiles Jesus, on people's faces? Let it go, Dan. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Go ahead. Damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead with your point. Jesus Christ. No, no, no. You know, that's just I mean, your... just like I've, I've got other directions that, like, as a, as a performer, yeah. I would be involved thoroughly if I was still involved in performing which when you get into the business it's it has to be the most important thing in your life I mean I've killed a shit ton of relationships and and friendships and oh you'll do else. that with comedy well, uh, well and you you're probably actually mm-hmm. right too but fake happiness <laughs> That's what comedy is. Yeah. Welcome to the, well, welcome to, <laughs> to the fucking Dan is happy today. Fucking. Joke. I'm just saying, you want to call wrestling fake fighting? I'm gonna call comedy. Well, what I mean, it is. It fake is, I mean, it, listen, it, I'm not. T- I'm not saying it's entertainment. It's not entertainment. I'm not saying that it's not enjoyable to watch for the people that, you know, want to invest in that. But I just don't have time to invest in somebody else's performance. I've got time to invest in my own goddamn performance. No, I know. know? I know. I'm just trying to get you to watch AEW every Wednesday. That's all I'm trying to do. Even if I had the time to sit down and watch... Just DVR it, bro. It is two hours. That's it. It's just one show a week. Yeah. I'm not asking you to watch AEW Dark or AEW Elevation. Jesus Christ. They got two YouTube shows. Oh, my God. With Paul White as a commentator. It's really good. But I'm just asking you to watch Dynamite. That's it. What is that? The show that the, comes The on TNT Wednesday? show. No. Yeah, yeah, Listen, I, I, I'll, I'll turn it on You'd watch before it if, I go to work. You'd watch it if Gary Hart was on there, well, you fucker. Well, because he's fucking one of the greatest <laughs> minds of all time. Come on. This is the Gary Hart podcast. Yeah, Jesus, where Gary's you, and Hart's lock up. You're just you're gonna paint yourself in the corner, Dan. <laughs> the uh, new tooth is giving yeah, me listen, some yeah. unwarranted yeah, uh, arrogance. Right, Dan. It Dan's an asshole. It, oh, they they already know the email. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Uh, but uh, so what's your you you watched uh, you watched WrestleMania? I did Tell watch WrestleMania. Your, so. Night one was boring as fuck. Well, it was just there you go. We got to stop putting celebrities in matches. And I'm not just talking about WWE. I'm talking about all wrestling. Okay, so explain to me, to me what they you had mean. some like Grammy Award winning Latin singer, Bad Bunny or whatever the fuck, <laughs> team up with someone to take on the Miz and Morrison because, of would course, they, they would, would lose to a would, celebrity. Why would they fucking do that? I don't know. I don't care what moves he was able to do. It has no. Like, hey, bring out Liberace and the Rockettes and do your kicks sure. and shit. I'm all for that. Be a performer, don't yeah. be a wrestler. When they start wrestling. What kind of experience did this guy have in the wrestling business? Uh, he watched it. <laughs> <laughs> About the same experience as me. So tell me what went on in the match. You watched it. Uh, just simple spots, you know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. A, a simple tag team match. Listen, uh, Morrison and Miz are two 
entertaining performers. Yeah, but they're fucking sellouts, though. They'll, they'll, yeah, yeah, Vince, we'll get pinned by the celebrity. Oh, like fucking money talks, bro. I know. That's what the but business you know, is all about. David Arquette still catches shit. All right, that's what pisses me off. David Arquette still catches shit. But when we we can have Bad Bunny do a fucking WrestleMania spot and no one says Let's shit. Let's just make the list of things that don't piss you off, Dan. Well, I bring up a good point there, though. Like, David Arquette actually has a passion for wrestling and is middle-aged right now. And he's actually doing independent matches. Yeah. But he can't be fucking he's wrestlers. He's still not doing it, right? Wrestler, he's still doing it. Wrestlers and wrestling fans piss on that man because of some stupid Vince Russo idea. Right? Yeah. But Bad Bunny can wrestle at WrestleMania and no one says shit. So that was one thing about night one. Boom. The second thing, I don't care. What was the outcome? Oh, he won. Bad Bunny won. Bad Bunny won the match. So was it a fuck finish or what? No, it was, it was, it was pretty much clean. Yeah. He beat the Miz and Morrison with his partner. Some dude. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who the dude was. This is where I'm out of my element <laughs> right Jesus. here. Because I don't watch. If, if, right. So night one, So the best match was the main event, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Put on a good match. SmackDown Women's Championship. Okay. But it was a long journey to get there. <laughs> was it? It was. I, like, slept through most of it. Because um, it's the same old shit every fucking time. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the same shit. It all looks like it's like they have worked on this this same match for the last fucking three weeks. Now night two was better. Night two was 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 better. There's like four or five title changes. One thing I didn't agree with in one show, in one fucking show, like four one or five show. titles, like seven title matches, and four and five of them switched. Damn, no no swerves there. Huh? No, I mean. The only title that I can't remember, they they took the belt off of Oscar and put it on Rhea Ripley in a match where Rhea Ripley botched two moves. This is like your next big thing, and she almost killed her opponent twice botching some fucking moves. Yeah, dropped her on her head. Almost like... dropped her on her head like twice. You know. Jeez. Then there was the Sheamus Matt Riddle match where the finish was fucked up, so Sheamus. You could tell he just called a finish. So oh, he, right. Like, I, I feel like Seamus just told Matt Riddle to just go to the Backslide. rope. Go to the rope and do a backflip. I feel like he just told him that. So Matt Riddle goes and does a backflip, and Seamus just kicks the fuck out of him in the mouth to where he's, like, bleeding after the match. I was just like, oh, yeah, that was a that was an impromptu finish. Yeah. He, he just told that guy, just backflip on the rope. Damn. And let's go home. Matt Riddle, okay. <laughs> um, but that was an entertaining match. They were all entertaining matches, but nothing spectacular. Nothing right. WrestleMania-worthy. Nothing to make me remember well, that WrestleMania. Maybe, Dan, maybe you're starting to get too old for pro wrestling. No, when it's WrestleMania, I'm supposed to remember something. Right. Like all the other WrestleManias I went to, 17, I remember the, the TLC match and Austin going heel. 25... The first Michaels Undertaker match and how the main events couldn't follow that match. Right. I always remember that. Thirty-two, it's um, right in the middle of the Attitude Era. All that stuff, right in the middle of the well, Attitude Era. Thirty-two. The only thing I remember was Styles versus Jericho because that was a dream match of yeah, mine. That's the one that got you on TV. 
No, no, well, that was TLC. Oh, okay. uh, Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles. Still, right. I didn't want to be on TV then. Looking back you at that. You made it anyway. Bro, I wish that never fucking happened. <laughs> it ruined our date night. Oh, really? My phone was blowing up. It ruined the rest of the match for me because my phone's just blowing up with all my friends. Was it live? Was yeah, it was fucking live. They showed my... Dan's showed reaction on TV, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube. TLC, AJ Styles, 450, Bean Ambrose. You'll see it. They show my first reaction when it happens live. And then they do a replay, and they show me watching the moment in full, and it's it's me freaking out because it's a well because he does a 450 outside the ring Under through the a table. table. It right. was fucking sick. But like, uh, anyway, so my phone kept blowing up, and like I, I was just there with Misty, and we were having a date night, and then it just date became night at the wrestling matches. Yeah, no, because she loves wrestling, right. you know, and it just became all about me. But I didn't want it to be all about me. And then he got people around me for some reason watching the network on their phone, even though the event's <laughs> right fucking in front of you. Hey, bro, you check it out, fucking. Oh, look, you're on Twitter. You're on the WWE's Twitter. Jesus. It was, and then you have to read the Twitter comments of people who don't know you making fun of your fucking face. <laughs> you know, uh, some guy said, is that a dude or is that a chick? So when Shall you're doing stand-up, do you use that as a TV crowd? No, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. As seen on... Fuck no! I don't even use uh, I don't even use my actual TV credits because they're from so long ago that no one's gonna remember. No one's gonna remember. No one gives a shit. <laughs> Guys are still doing that though. From twenty. Oh, years they ago. do. They fucking do. Uh, I I don't. I'm not gonna name anyone in particular. But I'm not either. But I have it's a the couple most in fucking, mind. It's the most fucking pathetic thing I've ever seen. Just do your fucking act or try to get back on TV. Right. If you can't, then just fucking right. quit. Just fucking quick. Go sell insurance. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about comedy? <laughs> sure, why not? Fake happiness. Yeah, we got a couple of uh, shit. We got a couple of fucking things coming up. We yeah. got April twenty third, Oak Islands Brewery. Yeah, next ne well next week uh, if you're hearing this, or it'll be Friday, Friday the twenty third. Yeah, they'll be hearing part one on Monday, so Friday the third. If you're listening to part two right now, it is tonight. Um, so yeah, oh God, we gotta stop doing the part ones, part twos. Right. It's getting fucking confusing. Just Friday the twenty third. Just, just go to oakislandsbrewery.com mm -hmm. uh, com and uh, you can. Uh, Click on the link, and you can get tickets to uh, our Oak Islands Brewery Comedy Night on April 23rd. Yeah, it was a big hit last time. Uh, during crowd, and we've got a hell of a headliner this time. we got yeah. Dan Lewis, who you've seen on, Fucking on uh, Last Comic Standing. He's written for Ellen, The Tonight Show. Uh, uh, one of the best, uh, if I can say it, and I hardly compliment comics, Chris. You know this. Sure. But he, he is very, one of the quickest comics just, I've ever met. Crowd work-wise, material-wise, changing it up. Just off the top of his head can hit a double mm -hmm. every time. Yeah. Man. Hit a double every time. Yeah, he teaches comedy, too. And yeah, most of his, his class. You've taken I've his taken class? Taken well, he fucked up with you. I've but taken his class. Uh, here's what you, really challenged me you for You need Dean to Lewis. go back. I struggle. <laughs> Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> 
Just fuck kidding. You. I'm kidding. I'm fuck kidding. You and the fucking tooth you, you wrote in on. You didn't hear the first burn, so I had to come back with the second <laughs> burn. Because I know you didn't hear the first one. I guess I didn't. I said he fucked up with you, no. and then you didn't hear it, so I was just <laughs> like, oh, you need to go back. Okay, go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I've taken this class, and uh, I struggled in this class uh, because I'm not. I'm not a uh, I'm not an organized individual, and Dean's mm. very organized. Yeah. And uh, and his class is uh, kind of based on uh, a formula of writing comedy. Mm-hmm. And to me, if you make something uh, unenjoyable or like you you want to put science and math with it, it fucks my head up. And I struggle through the class, but. Here's what what Dean really challenged me on was constantly, like he would give you weekly assignments and therefore you had to come back with something. So you had to sit down and take that time to write mm. and, you know, uh, find the subject that you're writing on. And, and, you know, he would challenge you to bring three or four things in uh, every week and perform them in the class. And so if you, you know... If you're stand-up comic and you're struggling with writing, I, I would definitely recommend Dean Lewis's classes. If I did a class, you know what I would make people do the first day? Blow you. Okay, moving on. You already you guessed it. <laughs> no, um, and, and anybody can steal this idea. They sign up for the class through email, whatever. I email them back, and I say, bring a random item from home. Don't even think about it. Just bring one. They bring one, and then I would have their first thing to do is write a joke, do something funny with that item on stage now, and just fucking be militant about it. Get up there now. Do something funny with it. It's difficult for a lot of people. Yeah, but then you would know. You would know who's quick on their feet. Yeah, but the point is it's not to find out where who, where people's talent lies. No, the point it, is, you is have to, to find people's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. If someone has one funny thing to say in that 30 seconds, okay, well, then I know that they could be a good writer. If they say if it's everything, well, then but it kind of starts to lean into an improv thing, doesn't it? I mean, it's one. It, it would it would uh, judge stage presence. Two, it would judge comfort. There's several factors you're looking at, and with a random item, it, it, you figure out someone's writing capabilities right there. Well, I mean, I'd give them some time before they give up on yeah, stage. Yeah, um, here's here uh, here's the issue with. Uh, with, with that and and some some uh, people who take uh, comedy classes mm. is that they may not necessarily be headed in the right in the direction of being a performer like mm-hmm. you and I. Um, they might want to take the class to uh, help them write better to do public speaking Bam. or um, to uh, see that would or, be or my just, first rule or just to be a challenge. I want comics. I want wannabe comics only. Yeah, but you never know. I'm not, no, I'm know, not trying right? to help your fucking public speaking career because you want to go into a real once estate broking yeah, or no, some but, shit. But once again, Fuck you never all that. know. You never know. Nope. You never nope. know. No hobbyist allowed. Oh. You're either in it. Well, then you would have kicked me out of the class because, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't. Here's well, the here, deal. And then here here's, you are. Here's, here's when I took Dean Lewis's class. I, 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 I'd been in the, I'd been had some some success and I was a, over a year in yeah. when I took Dean's class because I felt like it was the, at the point where I kind of had an idea of how to structure a joke and what was fine what was funny and um, and so what I needed was someone to 
hone my horrible direction mm. and to focus in on uh, you know get some tricks on how to write and no i'm not saying dean's doing yeah, it wrong dean's doing it absolutely right i'm just saying i'd be the fucking mussolini of fucking well damn comedy teachers fucking you're you're right on the well, height but at the same t- thank you but at the same time my class would be free oh, it'd be you. it'd be a boot camp it'd be a fucking boot yeah, camp yeah dan just wants to be a fucking dictator for free? No. If I was a real asshole, I'd, I'd charge seven hundred fifty dollars or something. Because I can make I can make someone perform well. Now writing, that's I mean I'm a terrible writer. Yeah, I am. It's very simple formulas. Well, for me, I think I'm like the Bill Belichick of writing. <laughs> for me, it's it's the challenge of having someone to go, hey. Uh, you're good. Give me three things next, you know, next week that mm-hmm. you're that you think there's a direction, and one of those three, and none of those three things might work out. Yeah. But over the period of a six-week period, you might have five or six good ideas that that head you in the right direction for for bits. Yeah. And I think uh, I think Dean helped me put together a, an extra ten minutes on my set. So that's dope. Yeah. So no, he's a really good teacher. Yeah, for he's me, a great teacher. it takes me like. When I think of a new premise, it takes me about a month, month and a half to really nail that joke, to really get it to where it's like, okay, this is ready for a weekend. Yeah. And it's a slow, so if you take all, everything I've written and divide it by, oh, how many days is like a, a how many days is a fucking month and a half? So that'd be 45, well, 45, 45 days. days. So do that math. And you can see that my material is very much worked on and a lot of open mics of eating shit, basically. Yeah. <laughs> 45 days of yeah, shitty open mics. Here's the problem. <laughs> it's like, I'll, I might put a bit together that I think's hilarious, but if you get up in an open mic with it's nothing but cynical comics mm. and you just eat shit, then you walk home going, oh, man, that's, that's fucking nuts. Cynical comics will ruin any open mic, especially if they're being cynical about the open mic itself. Right. Like, cause then someone will go, so it'll be like three or four cynical open micers making fun of the open mic, where it is, how many people are there, whatever. Because they're miserable. And then you have a person that goes up after them that's actually trying, but the crowd, whatever crowd there is, is just so fucking negatively vibed that they're just like, I'm not even going to laugh at this guy. Well, hell, 50% of of the open mics that you go up at, hell, they don't even have a crowd. It's all comics. Yeah. uh, That's a nightmare. Sometimes I just want to leave those mics, but I do those mics anyway because if you can get a chuckle out of somebody, you're like, ah, he right. tried not to laugh, but it was so funny well, he too, had to laugh. If you definitely can make a comic laugh, you know, maybe you got something. Not there. every no, because some of sometimes they fake laugh. Sometimes they try to make you yeah. think it's funny so that uh, you can bomb it. Dude, are we're all fucking assholes. And I'll laugh at something if it's genuinely funny, and then I won't if it's not funny. But I at least, you know, give the whoever's, you know, up on stage the benefit of my ears. You know, I'm not. It. it, There's no benefit into me trying to. Yeah, 90% of the comics at an open mic aren't really listening to anybody else. Yeah, but it gives me no benefit to lie to you. You know what I mean? It gives me no benefit at all. To like lie with my laughter, we'll right. call it with we'll call that we'll call it that. Okay, gives me no benefit because as far as levels go, we're on a different level. 
Now, if you were a fucking prodigy and just fucking, you know, oh, well, then that's that's competition. Yeah. I need to, but you I need, never do that. Yeah, you, uh, a lot of comics feel like they need to take that person down a notch. Yeah, take that person down a notch and make them think this bit's not funny, or the even bit, though it's or, hilarious. Or a bit that they that's really horrible, make it make them think it mm-hmm. is funny. Yeah. I know we're assholes, dude. Yeah, we're assholes. Like yeah, I'm a don't huge. Don't get into comedy. I'm a huge ass. A lot of people think I'm an asshole because of how confident I am in my performance. Because a lot of comics aren't confident. Well, some people are just assholes naturally. Yeah. Well, people, everyone loves somebody humble. And I'm going to say this. Humble only works if you're on a fucking team. We aren't on a team. So I'm going to be confident in my abilities when someone hires me to do a job. I'm sorry if you don't like how confident I am, but we're not together on this. We're not the fucking Rangers, you know? Like, if we were on a basketball team and I was talking a lot of shit, okay, I'd understand. But, like... You know, I'm just me, my own individual. You are just you, your own individual. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. Get as good as me. Right. Okay, that's what I that's what I would say. And I know that sounds like a dickish thing to say, but unless anybody's in comedy, they kind of understand where I'm going with that. Right. Because like, confidence is a lot of going up on stage and performing. You need that confidence. And it's it's the constant. I think that uh, it's it's like. Uh, it's it's the uh, constant reputi- repetition mm-hmm. of of getting up constantly and doing it to the point where you're so comfortable that it's almost nonchalant. Yeah, to get up and do your bits and you get up constantly and that's that's one of the ch- I'll be honest with you that's one of the challenges that I have being having a full time job. You know, there's plenty of people uh, in in comedy that you know are starving to death. And they don't have families, and so they don't have to. They eat they, ramen noodles. You're exactly, and shit. exactly what they I was eat ramen say. noodles and do heroin. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they live in a fucking somebody's garage, mm-hmm. and, doing yeah. heroin. Right. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh no, that's that's like an open micer requirement. Heroin. No. Um, well, no. So with you, I mean, there's just a certain barrier that you have to like break through mentally. That like, and here's what I tell people, and I've probably said it on the podcast before, when you like the worst thing that could happen when you go up on stage is nothing, nothing. Think about that, nothing. Someone people don't laugh. Okay, whatever. Guess what? If you would have killed, they wouldn't remember your fucking name anyway. Right. You know, and that brings me the most comfort and the most confidence, knowing that it's just like, even if something bad happens, it's nothing. Right. It's fucking nothing. It's stupid, is what it is. Right. It's going up on stage and talking to people. That's all it is. Oh, you got to make them laugh. Well, it's all subjective. They may laugh, they may not laugh. There could be a whole room of people that just find you uh, uh, hilarious, and then the next night you do the same thing, and that different room it happens every fucking doesn't. time. So when you when you think in your head, like the worst that could happen is nothing. Like no one's gonna kill you. You know, no one's going to put you on a cross and, and keep you up there for three days. Nothing. No one's going to murder your family. I mean, I don't know. It's 2021. It does seem like you a possibility. You never know what's going to happen. Bro. <laughs> With this fucking up. society, actually, up. actually, maybe maybe the worst case scenario is someone is just like, I didn't like that joke, and goes and murders <laughs> your family. Almost spit up. With a gun that they didn't need a permit to carry. 
And that concludes part one of Gator. Hey, come back Friday. Listen to part two. We had a really good time at the Chop Shop Sports Garage right here in Carrollton. Uh, Very cool place letting us do uh, the podcast there. Hey, follow us on Twitter, counting underscore lights. Send us an email at countinglightspodcast at gmail.com. He's Chris Germany. I'm Dan Danzi. And this is the Counting Lights Podcast where comedy and wrestling lock up.